0: Everybody
1: quiet, now. Okay. Everybody quiet off set. How does it feel to finally
2: have the Wasp flying out for all the audiences
1: now? It feels very exciting. It's been long and coming. We've been working very, very hard on this movie for about the last year. And um, uh, it's a big moment and it's just finally here and it feels really good.
2: Um, and where do we find hope in the, at the beginning of this film from where we last saw her?
1: Um, Well, at the end of the last film, of course, Hope had gone from a hurting woman who had an estranged relationship with her father, a broken relationship with her missing mother, and um, she was very cold and she was very calculated and detached emotionally. But by the end of the first film, she's healed so much of the trauma that she has with her father, and um, she's in a much, much happier place. She's fallen in love with Scott Lang, who is Ant-Man, and so when we pick up the second film, you can see all of this beautiful evolution that's happened in her, where she's in a much happier, healthier place. She's also taken on the mantle of the Wasp, which was her lifelong aspiration and goal, so she's satisfied. She's got a great relationship with her father, but things are not so good between her and Scott Lang.
2: Um, well. The a- Ant-Man was actually just a long teaser for the wasp, yeah, right? Exactly,
1: of right? course, yes. He was just setting me up. That's what uh, that movie was about. And
2: so now uh, you have Ant-Man and Wasp uh, in the relationship that is a little on the rocks at the beginning of the film. Yeah. Uh, is the superhero dynamics gonna get in the way?
1: Uh, in, in a way the superhero dynamics actually um, facilitate uh, the healing that needs to happen between Hope and Scott, and um, you know, I can't give too much of the story away, but it's a very fun, beautiful, romantic journey to watch.
2: Cool. And um, tell us about the suit, the the wasp suit.
1: I love my WASP suit. My WASP suit is a modernized version of what was a more traditional WASP suit that you saw Janet Van Dyne wearing in the first Ant-Man. She, of course, has wings as her mother did before her. She also has blasters in her wrists as her mother did before her. And, um, yeah, she's pretty kick-ass in that suit.
2: What do you expect audiences to walk out of the theater feeling after they've seen this film?
1: I think audiences are going to walk out of the theater feeling good. And it sounds so simple, but right now at this moment in time, at this moment culturally in this country, I think that it's a very timely film because it's uplifting, it's funny, it's sweet, it's heartfelt, it hurts emotionally, but mostly it just is tender and, and um, I think people will come away feeling really good. And you know, I can't do an interview about Ant-Man and the Wasp without saying that I think women and little girls are gonna come away feeling especially good.
2: Hi there. Maybe you're in the mood for a delicious cup of coffee or a soothing cup of relaxing and always flavorful fruit tea. How about some scrumptious crunchy granola or maybe some organic and all-natural candy for that sweet tooth. We've got all that and much more. Check out our amazing brands on Rob. And that's with two B's, fbc.com. Again, the website is robbfbc.com. Com. So how does it feel to be a part of the the Marvel Cinematic Universe for the first time?
3: It's amazing. I'm still pitching myself. Um, I mean, the Marvel Universe is just such a huge, incredible, moving universe. And yeah, to be part of it is, is yeah, it gives me the chills to even talk about it. Uh, have you already
2: had any, <laughs> the film hasn't even come out yet, but have you had any uh, MCU fan interaction? That it's like, oh my
3: god! I think I've been keeping myself like kind of ghostly. Um, no, I've I have I have had like anticipation and you know, oh my god, you're going to be playing Ghost, and so that's that's been really fun and it's fun to see fans excited um, for this and yeah, like they're not going to be disappointed. It's a, it's a great great movie.
2: Uh, what element as an actor drew you to Ghost?
3: I think for me, the, the exciting factor, I mean, I love superheroes and villains. I've, I've grown up on, you know, on comics myself. Uh, I love Batman, a Joker and Superman. Um, but, you know, Marvel is amazing. I'm such a huge fan myself, you know, of all the Marvel Universe movies. And, I mean, Ant-Man, the first one, directed by Peyton Reed as well, was just such a success. I loved it. It was just like, it was the real funny one with so much heart. Um, and to be asked to join you know, Ant-Man and Ant- the Wasp, you know, female title in the role, which is really badass as well, which is great. Um, I was like, okay, this is amazing. And to be able to take a male original comic book character and be the first person to take that character off the page and bring, give it life, that was so exciting. And to have freedom to go with it and go anywhere with it was, yeah, it's an actor's dream.
2: And um, you mentioned Peyton Reed, uh, since you had familiarity with his work from the first film, were you excited to work with Peyton?
3: I was so excited to work with him. I I mean, to, to have such a successful, you know, first Ant-Man movie and then to, you know, know that he was going to be attached to do this one as well, I was like, okay, this is going to be really fun. And... I was not disappointed in the least. It was so much fun. Um, him and Paul together were just very hilarious. Like there's a lot of laughter on set. Um and also, you know, Peyton as director, he really has the ability to to capture the action, the high octane drama, the stakes, um, but then also the heart and the comedy and and the lightness of the movie as well. It was it was Amazing. I felt really at ease and part of the family, and open, you know, with welcomed with open arms to this film.
2: Great, great. So, what do you, um since you've seen the film, and for the last question for theatrical, um, what do you think audiences are going to be walking out talking about? What do you think they're going to walk out feeling?
3: I think the, the, the first feeling will be. <gasps> <laughs> I think that will be the first feeling um, of walking out. I think definitely there's a lot to talk about after this film. I think there's going to be. I think maybe confused feelings, juxtap- like ju- juxtaposing p- feelings as well with, you know, with maybe my character and, and also I think they're just gonna come, back, come away from it really just, I think maybe with their stomachs hurting from laughing so much, um, <laughs> I think satisfied.
2: So what were you looking forward to uh, the most coming back to the Ant-Man franchise? Coming back the second time. On Ant-Man and the Wasp,
0: I was looking forward to putting on the suit. I missed having my Ant-Man suit, as the original Doctor Hank Pym in the first one. So, uh, I love that moment when I got to put the suit on.
2: So now that you've been in two of the uh, MCU universe films, ha- has you had any surprising reaction from your already large fan base, as or the MCU fan base?
0: Well, yeah. There's a, there's a, there's a whole you know under 18 uh, group uh, that didn't know I was alive uh, before I did these Ant-Man films. So, yeah, I think the best one I always get is, you know, I'm talking to someone i I get a little tug and I look down and, and this little five-year-old said, aren't you Hank Pym? You know, <laughs> I'm thinking, yes, uh, yes, thank you. Yeah, Dr. Pym. I said, okay.
2: When you get old enough, watch Wall Street. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, tell us about Hank's new lab and the practical set that was built and if that affected your, uh, your portrayal.
0: Well, you know, I, I thought the uh, PIM laboratories from the first Ant Man were, were pretty spectacular. Um, but uh, a- as we have designed and built this incredible ship uh, to go into the quantum realm, and the lab that I have, um, it's it's uh, it gave me a sense of just how successful I'd been, you know, throughout my career.
2: Uh, what layer of the all the dimensions that go into Hank Pym, father, scientist, superhero? What's your favorite part to play?
0: Well, I love I love being haunted by the loss of of my wife, um, and I think this is one of the wonderful moments in Ant-Man and the Wasp um, that. As 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 much pride as uh, and even hubris that Dr. Pym has, uh, there's this, this pang and this guilt about the loss of, of Janet, um, which is which I, I find a melancholy moment that helps make him more real.
2: Okay, and for my last question for theatrical, um, what do you hope audiences walk out of the theater with when they see this film after they see the film? I mean. The, the beauty for me in, in, in the Marvel
0: world is that Ant-Man and the Wasp really has got a lot of laughs. Uh, and I just think, and also because it appeals to all age groups, and at a time in our world which we're so de- dis- divisive, our, pla- our planet seems to be so divisive, to see movies like this that brings the world together is one of the real magics of, of movie making.
3: Aji. Fresh, energetic, impressive, captivating, provocative.
1: It's Rob TV. Watch us on RobTV.com.
2: So, um, as an actor and a writer on this film, how do we? How did you approach Scott Lang differently? Um, well, I, I, I kind of think of it in terms of the story as
4: a complete thing, and I go in as as a writer, thinking not just of that my character, but uh, what the entire story is going to be, and how Scott might fit into that story. As far as my character, he's already now been through some experience with this, and he's his, his conflict is different in that we know he's wrestling with being a good parent and being a superhero, and how can you juggle those two things?
2: Uh, can Paul Rudd personally
4: relate to Scott Lang? Oh, sure. I mean, as far as... Uh, that kind of conflict, um, the closest comparison that I could draw to my own real life is I have to go away to film these things, and I have kids of my own, and I feel guilty and terrible when I have to leave uh, town for a while, and I'll try and get home on weekends, and it's like, okay, I know I wanna do this as a job, but am I missing out on you know school functions that I can't go to, things like that,
2: and that's re- that's in sporting events, and like that's really hard. Yeah. And um, what do you think makes Ant-Man stand out on, amongst the uh, MCU and the other superhero films?
4: Well, you know, I think that Scott Lang is a fairly relatable character in that he has no real innate super abilities. Um, I mean, he's he, he was chosen to, for this part to play this Ant-Man role uh, because he is, he is smart and he does know how to uh, use his brain in a certain way. But, uh, He's a regular guy. And I think that makes him unique within the MCU. And as far as dealing with some of the threats, there is a certain kind of humor that goes along with it and his abilities are so specific uh, that it's it, 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 it's easy to kind of understand why this might stick out like it, it,
2: as opposed to some of the other. <laughs> bigger, stronger, more muscular superheroes. Uh, Tell me about the relationship between Scott and Hope uh, as they are in this film, and also how uh, Scott's dealing with the Wasp coming into play.
4: Yeah, well, when it starts, our relationship, it's a bit frosty. We haven't spoken in a while. I'm under house arrest, and I've, you know, after the uh, events of Civil War, I've really put Hank and Hope in a precarious situation, and they are not too pleased. but uh, and so we haven't spoken in a while Um, and so there's an initial um, discomfort and uh, tension that we need to get over and then there's the kind of learning curve of how how, having to learn how to kind of work together as this team and uh, so the relationship uh, evolves and i also think with hope she's doing what she was born to do so that character has evolved from the first film as well there's uh i think there's a sense of oh yeah i'm there's a there's a frustration that's not there anymore and now it's it's been replaced with uh determination and uh and just kind of fierceness
5: are you a startup in need of advice or an individual looking for advice on how to market oneself for potential job opportunities Or a company looking for growth strategies? If you are, then you should check out Rosedale Consulting Company. They're a management consulting firm with many years of experience based in New York. Their website is rcnsu.com. Once again, their website is rcnsu.com.
6: So how excited were you to jump back in the world of Ant-Man? Well, I was really excited to to jump back in uh, with the Ant-Man gang because I really... uh... You know, I, I've, I've grown to love these characters and really wanted to be the person to tell their ongoing story. And it's such a great group of actors that we have. I mean, I'm really fortunate to have the cast that I have in this movie. Obviously, everybody who is coming back, Paul Rudd, Evangeline Lilly, everybody else, Michael Douglas, obviously, and then adding you know, the new people, uh, Michelle Pfeiffer, Lawrence Fishburne, Walton Goggins. Um, it's just a pleasure to, to work with everybody. And we really set up certain things in the first movie that You know, not knowing whether we were going to do a next one, uh, we set things in motion that by the time we got around to making this movie, it was really fun to figure out, okay, how's all this stuff going to pay off?
2: And um, how does the Wasp play into the uh, franchise of the MCU?
6: Well, Wasp in the first movie, you know, is absolutely a hero. She's clearly the more qualified to to sort of take on the mission in the first movie. She just didn't have a suit. And now in this movie, in Ant-Man and the Wasp, she's finally got her suit. So she shows up ready to play. She's a fully formed hero in this movie.
2: Uh, did you have a strategy about how to introduce her in, in, in the film with the suit and all that kind of stuff? Was there like a plan that you're like, I've got to do this right?
6: Yeah, there was very, you know, character introductions in movies are always important uh, to me. And this was a big one because we knew the character of Hope Van Dyne, but we'd never seen her, you know, in suit as Wasp. So that had to be a a really fantastic coming out party.
2: In um, Civil War, we saw Ant-Man become Giant-Man uh, and uh, Giant-Man makes an appearance in this film as well. What, uh, How do you know when to use uh, Ant-Man versus Giant-Man and when to go big, when to go small?
6: Well, one of the things we did in Ant-Man and the Wasp is really explore lots of different uses of the Pym particle technology. Um, not just the shrinking and the growing, but there are a bunch of sort of intermediary sizes that happen and also um, he uses this technology on other things, not just on people. So it was fun to sort of take, okay, we've done Ant-Man and we've seen a little giant man. What are the other variations that we can do on this power? Um, And particularly the tone of our movie, the the comedic tone of the movie gave us a lot of license to play around with the suit itself. And and also it begged the question, what, what happens if that suit happened to malfunction? or not quite work the way it's supposed to. That seemed like a fun opportunity for us.
2: I have two quick last questions. Um, you mentioned comedy. Where does a comedy come from in Ant-Man? It's, it's, so, it's so great. Uh, is there a source that uh, give, gives way to comedy for these folks?
6: Well, I think the, the, the style of comedy I've always liked is really character comedy. And for me in Ant-Man and the Wasp, it really is the juxtaposition of Scott Lang and Hope Van Dyne, two very capable heroes but two people who have really different ideas about what they want out of being a hero. Um, Evangeline's character, Hope, is absolutely all in. She's been training for this for, for years. She's finally got the soup, so she's a decisive, proactive hero. And Scott Lang is somebody who, you know, he's got a great heart and he's extremely capable as a hero, but he's not sure there's really room in his life to be a hero because a couple of times he's put on that suit before, in the first Ant-Man and, and Civil War, it's it's brought him a lot of problems.
2: And last question, because it's for theatrical, uh, the family dynamic and the the fact that Scott's the dad and the MCU, how does that play? How how do you put guardrails around that? To...
6: Well, the theme of family has always been important to the Ant-Man movies, and we really um, expand on that in Ant-Man and the Wasp. It's really you know, a a movie series about uh, fathers and daughters, whether they're literal fathers and daughters or or figurative. But the whole idea of family and with Scott Lang trying to sort of find this life-work balance, you know, he really, I think, wants to be Ant-Man, but he's absolutely not going to be Ant-Man if it means jeopardizing his relationship with his daughter. And that thematic, I think, is really, has always been at the center of Ant-Man.
5: Hey, guys. This amazing podcast and many more podcasts on the Rob Radio Network can be listened to via the amazing Rob Entertainment mobile app. While you're in the app, you'll also come across exclusive videos and photos, information in regards to Rob Entertainment events, prizes and giveaways, and so much more. You can download the 100% free Rob Entertainment mobile app via Google Play and also at Apple's App Store. Thanks!
1: This has been a Rob Radio Network production. Check out our website at rrn.com dot r o b b e n t dot com. Thank you for listening.